Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Ready! Buffalo Bills game day on the Buffalo Bills radio network. All right, here we go, here we go. We got to have a drive. 23 left, 23 left. Where? One, two, three. This is the Buffalo Bills Overtime Show. Here's Derek Kramer. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Welcome into the Overtime Show. Bills 28, Lions 25. As this is the Overtime Show here on WGR Sports Radio 550 in a game that featured a lot of ups, downs, backs, forths, and Nate said it probably on network post game the best. Like you could you had to sit back and take a breather. That was the perfect opportunity to eat your feelings away because the feelings probably were stress. That's what that was. That game was stress. I the there are maddening ways that this team allows others to stay in a game and on one side of it, you look at it and go, they are beat to heck with injuries. And there is, of course, a major concern uh, that we need to look out for in the coming days with the status of Von Miller. But um, on the other side of it, the offense, somehow they did it. They got they got to 28 points here in this game. It's just another one of those things, though, where I don't know. It. it I'm... T- <laughs> I had too much Thanksgiving food to get angry today. That's just going to be me admitting it full out for you all here. It's just another one of those days, though, where, you know, there's something that could have been better. That said, something that I was looking for last week, they did it. They went three of four in the red zone. The one failure was, it was a bad one. It was, it seemed like just, I don't know, it it wasn't the best of play calls because it was very predictable, and it seemed like Dorsey had himself just another one of these. It's the slant pattern. Let's go. Even on the last red zone appearance, they scored a touchdown. It was on a dig slant. So it's not like this was this um, magical change of pace. No, it was the same play call on the other side, and the Lions didn't get anyone in the mid-range to get there. But, hey, success is success still. They got to three of four in the red zone. That's 75% for a game. You win games like that. You do. Uh, but there are times still, even in a game where they scored 28 points, where you're bashing your head against the wall about the offensive play calling sometimes. That is what championship aspirations do to a team, is they make you insane. And that is kind of where we're at. You know, you want to be able to sometimes be on fire about some things, but at the same time, right now... Um, in the spirit of the holiday that is, I'm going to go ahead and say, you know what? They're 8-3. and three. What are you thankful for about this? Like The one thing I'm going to say 
to be thankful about for this game is that it ended. Oh, my God. Yep. Dear Lord, EKG charts for the last three games. Uh, I think we can put away the Bills' close game narrative, by the way, uh, probably for good, but the EKG charts on a Bills fan right now are just hysterically spiky. They've got to be, especially with the day where you're eating Thanksgiving dinner. I wonder how many people probably were just like, coughing a little bit from the uh, from the turkey. Like, maybe it was made a little too dry, and the Lions take the lead, and you're just like... <coughs> so, again, today was an adventure. I don't know how else to put it, and I'm pretty sure that everything that I say, Nate has already taken care of it. So, I'm just happy that this game, they managed to clean up some of the things that they needed to clean up, but on the other side of it, Man, sometimes you just want to understand why they infuriate you so. <laughs> sometimes it's just that football can be a dumb game, and <laughs> that's just the end of it at the end of the day. That's how it goes sometimes. The Detroit Lions have been this team all year. They get into shootouts, they eventually lose them. That's how they usually are. And then... Like, over the last three weeks, they had surprisingly good defensive games. I wouldn't really call this one of them. So, overall, I guess it's a success. It is. 803-0551-888-550-2550. We got Lucas joining on the Overtime Show. Happy Thanksgiving. Hey, how are you? Thanks for taking the call. I appreciate it. Hey, um, thanks for calling. First of all. Super big fan of WGR, what you guys got going on. I was at the game with my wife today. We had a blast. We're on our way back. Just a couple things I want to sprinkle in, some positivity. Um, you know, we're eight and three. We want a close game. Uh, positive vibes all around. I think with the offense, the play calling, I think the guys at WGR, not just you, and especially Nate, are a little hypercritical of what's going on. At the end of the day, we're still a top one or two offense in the league. Dallas and Kansas City, we sputtered a little bit. It wasn't Ken Dorsey, it's Josh Allen. He's in a little bit of a psychological rut. He was snake bitten and he's starting to crawl out of that. So that RPO ball he threw was a bad ball. I know Nate's not here to defend himself. Uh, that's really what it is. He painted that caller into a corner talking about the delay. It really just wasn't a good call there with the pass. But ultimately, um, I think we're going to keep on winning. I think we're going to beat the shit out of the Patriots next. Thanks, Lucas. So, about that RPO play. It's that it's becoming, it's the it's the play calling that gets predictable. That's the thing. Um, that is where you are. That's where you're standing at that point. Um, the, the, the predictability in the play calling in the red zone is... One of your more frustrating things about this team, I mean, the first and goal at the uh, at the seven-yard line, the first words I said before the play happened, I said, all right, shotgun run inside the in between the guards, and there it is. He hands it off to Singletary, he goes up the middle, he gets maybe a yard. And that's the thing that uh, that really gets at you. It really eats at you. And... Again, this is one of those things where, you know, you just want a little bit more from design. That's what it is. And as for that RPO play, 
he is right in a sense. Like, there is run blocking going on on that play. The decision has to be made quick. Could it have been a bad throw? Yes. But the Lions saw something on film that they knew to get their hands up and bat it. Actually, that pass was batted. How could you say it was a bad ball if it didn't clear the line? <laughs> sure. Got it. Um, drive safe, though, of course. Yeah, no, this is uh, this is one of those things where you just you want a little bit more from the mixing it up standpoint. And the other thing that uh, maybe just want to body slam the floor today was uh, this team's inability to run a screen, yet their insistence on calling them, which has become one of the more mystifying things about the offense. Like they're good at so many things, but not screens. Despite having mobile offensive linemen. The designs on the screen game, they're just not good. And part of it's the players, because this happened under Dayball, too. They're not great at screens for some reason. It's something that they have a hard time defending every now and then, and it's something that they can't run very well offensively. They're weird. It's weird. Uh, they should be able to. They have the personnel. You have water bugs like Diggs and McKenzie that can just fly in the air and make people miss. And then the next thing you know, nope, they're tackled two yards, one yard. Um, They rarely get the screen game going for a team that has mobile offensive linemen. Part of the struggles today in the screen game might have also been Mitch Morse was out. He's one of the best at getting out and getting into the clear and plowing people out of the way. Missing Mitch Morse hurt a little bit today, but obviously not too much. Like I said. The criticism I'm going with here, it's with a grain of salt. It's not going to be anything hyper because of the fact that they did improve with the red zone numbers today. They did better in that regard. They did manage to make themselves a little more consistent 20 yards and in today. They mixed everything up. It was a healthy mix today. 237 yards total passing, 164 rushing. And yeah, some of it required a late game bailout, but that's what good quarterbacks that you pay a bunch of money do. Yeah, I just looked. It looks like they were three of four from the red zone. If I yep. have um, everything counted up right, Both so teams, I mean, by like way. we can, we yeah, the offense is struggling in the red zone, but I think today is not that day. Today's not that like they got the interception and that that stinks, but also like that's completely discounting any good that happened. Yeah, and like again, that pass was also bad at the line. Detroit players. They saw what was on film. They knew what was going to happen, so they pounced on it. Great plays. That's how they work. 803-0550, Seamus, Ryan, I've got you on the other side here as the overtime show continues on. But Monday on WGR, it's a Buffalo Bills football Monday presented by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at northwest.com. Howard and Jeremy break the game down in the morning. Then it's the Extra Point Show with Sal Capaccio. From 10 to noon, followed by One Bills Live with Chris Brown and Steve Tasker at noon. Chopin Bulldog, follow it up at 3 o'clock, featuring former Bills center Eric Wood joining Mike and Chris at 4. It's a Buffalo Bills football Monday all day on the home of the Bills, WGR Sports Radio 550. Hey, TJ, what do we got for players? Anything uh, anything rocking and rolling from the, ro- from the locker room? That's gonna. While he thinks about that and takes a look at it, I've got one more for you. Be sure to catch Sal Capaccio as he takes you behind the scenes on Bill's Game Days. With Sal's All Access Facebook Live on WGR's Facebook page, it's brought to you by Duncan. America runs on Duncan. So, again, 
We've got more overtime shoe, show. Sh- overtime shoe. I'm tired. I've been here since 6 in the morning. Uh, we've got more overtime show for you on the other side. And like I said, before we do, well, let's just get a clip from, uh, from Sean McDermott. And this is brought to you by Buffalo Laborers Local 210. No matter how you win, you got to find a way to win, and I think our guys are sure that they know how to do that. Incredibly resilient, you know, down to the last play, basically. And again, not to, not a pity party, but what the guys have been through and being on two plane rides and five days, and you know, just th- dealing with things at home and then trying to focus on their job, I think was was impressive. And then we take 24 hours and we got to turn the page against a good New England New England Patriots football team on the road. Segment two, overtime show. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It's a 28 to 25 win. Bills over the lines. They go to eight and three. They stop a hot Detroit team in their tracks with a three game winning streak. Puts an end for Detroit. The Bills getting it done before they have to get into more divisional play. So here we are. Bills. About to get started with the AFC East again. And again, I, I, I'm excited to see what we have on tap for this team. Um, of course, there's one thing that we have to worry about, and that is going to be the injury status of one uh, of one Von Miller. And of course, even Deion Dawkins. A left tackle injury is... It, you know, it, that is how it is. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Um, I I'm not sure how to deal with this, TJ. <laughs> this is kind of like just take it like you normally. Uh, okay. You know, it, it's this is this is a first for me, a, a sort of thing like this. Um, so because I, here's what it is, I I don't know how to pronounce the name properly. <laughs> so, all right. I, I can't. Let's just, like, let's just bring. Let's let, just bring Bill on. Yeah, let's bring Bill on. Bill, welcome to the overtime show. Happy Thanksgiving. All right, happy Thanksgiving. First of all, <laughs> you made me <laughs> laugh because nobody could pronounce my last name through my entire like school in Maryville. It's <laughs> Thickner, and thank you very much for not butchering it. And uh, and wondering about what to do with it. Hey, you know what? First of all, I, if there's anything I am good for around this station, it is to make sure that people get a chuckle. So you are welcome for that. Uh, listen, <laughs> hey, hey I'm, I was listening to you guys, and I have to tell you, you know, sure. I mean, the Vaughn Miller thing, him going off on that cart with that stoic face, uh, I was just like, okay. Okay, how much do we have to worry about this? Because it's not like we haven't had enough to worry about this whole season when it comes to defensive injuries. But you know what? I mean, if we showed anything today, you know, and there are players that we did not have out there today, and, and, you know, Tremaine not out there, Rousseau not out there, but, you know, we find a way. And, 
And, you know, knock on wood, let's just keep our fingers crossed and, and, and see what happens with Vaughn. But uh, we'll be okay. I mean, we're going to be okay. The bottom line with today was, you know, I, you know, a little aside, I, I, you know, I just get the feeling like, you know, what's going on with Josh and the elbow is maybe a little bit more than we wish it was. And, um, but when push comes to shove and it comes right down to it, boy, we saw, we saw what we love about our team today. And, uh, and it was just, just magnificent. Um, just magnificent. Right. Yeah. No, like that's, I, 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 I came like, as Nate was going on for the uh, for the network post game, I was still like a little irritated with um, some of the offensive play calling. But then I ate some turkey, ate my feelings away, Bill. And you know what? I, a soothing sensation came over me. I'm like, you know what? We're good. I was angry about the red zone last week. They did better there. So you know what? Yeah, no, this is a day where we can actually kick back a little bit, chill out, let the rest of the NFL work out its problems, and hope for the best with the injury status when it comes to Miller and Dawkins and see where they come out of it on the other side. So, Bill, of course, uh, the big thing here is this is a team that, strangely enough, hasn't won a division game yet, but I'm going to perfectly say this with full force confidence. This is the great team to do it. Of the of the four teams in the AFC East, the Patriots are my patsy. They're not good. Well, I, I, I listen. For, I, I can't believe I'm rooting for the Vikings tonight. But um, but here's here's the bottom line. Let's think about this now. I mean, listen. It this happened last year, and we had to, you know we had that Jacksonville last year that game, and we're like, what what what's going on here? We had the Jets game. You know, arguably maybe Josh's worst game of the year. And the truth about it is, by three points, and we were just, you know, by a couple of plays, and and we don't lose that game. But we did. That's okay. It is what it is. But I I really believe that uh, we got three games in a row, and, and boy, talk about the timing of, like, the AFC East. One, two, three. Do I think we win all three? Why not? You know? I mean – are we the better team? Uh, the Dolphins are, are better than I'd like to believe because, you know, I root for two teams every week, whoever, you know, the Bills and whoever plays the Dolphins. And, but, you know, when it's coming to these three games in a row, sure, we can do that. And, and we should do that. And we're a banged-up team. And I'm not making excuses. We're a banged-up team. But we still – we're finding ways. And uh, I just got a lot of – I just got a lot of confidence. I – you know, and I hate to quote Bill Belichick, but the season begins after Thanksgiving, so let's see what we got in store for us uh, in you, the next three weeks. You know, it's a great, great way to pull up that quote and uh, and be able to make that start of the season. Uh, hopefully, be a beatdown of his team. So uh, that would be a very nice thing. Like today was Thanksgiving. Let's make it next week too uh, by smacking off the Patriots. Oh boy, wouldn't that be beautiful? <laughs> but I would like to say this tonight. Listen, I'm so. I'm so appreciative that uh, that Josh Allen is 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 the person that he is and cares so much, not just about his team and that he cares about the people that, that fill that stadium and he wants to win for them and and we all appreciate it and I'm so happy for him and the other players. But on this day, because listen, I'm out in LA right now, three hours earlier, the turkey's still just like getting cut up right now. But I want to tell you this. On this day, I'm most thankful 
And I'm most proud to be a member of a fan base like the Bills Mafia, like the Buffalo Bills fan base. It is like nothing in the league. We are the king. We are the smallest market, probably, right? It doesn't matter. I'm so grateful today because I know how many people are so nervous like I was today and just like, ah. And, and we got that win today. And on this day, on Thanksgiving Day, and there's so much to be grateful for, to be a Buffalonian, to be in that town, and, and to, on, this day, on this day, to give thanks to everybody that cares as much as I do and I care as much as they do about this team. And I'm so happy that I'm going to sit down at the dinner table in about five minutes with a win. So thank you, Buffalo Bills. Thank you, Bulls Mafia. Thank you, Buffalo. And thank you, Bill, for uh, for calling in. This is something I get to I get to check off my uh, sports radio bucket list. This is this has been <laughs> surreal for me. So I appreciate this. This was a hell of a surprise. Uh, well, listen, we'll do it again. We'll do it again with another win because they're all coming. Bet. I'll keep to it. You got it. You right. got it. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. You take care. You Happy, too, Bill. You too, Bill. This this was awesome. All right. Take care. Bill Fickner on the uh, Bill Fickner on the uh, West Her Hotline. I butchered his name just now, didn't I? It's Fitchner. DJ, I got you, Bill. DJ, no. <laughs> so that was awesome. Bill Fickner on the West Her Hotline on the Overtime Show here today. Um, real quick, I think we got to hit um, hit up a uh, station identification here on uh, on WGR. If TJ would do the honors. Sports Radio 550 WTR Buffalo WKSE HD2 Niagara Falls Buffalo 98.5 FM Always live on the free Odyssey app Alright, so Overtime show continues on here And uh, you know what? I, I didn't expect that to happen But I'm a man of my word though too We'll hit up Seamus here on the Overtime show next Seamus, you gotta follow up Bill Fickner Are you ready? Seamus how you doing? Happy Thanksgiving, my guy. There we go. Happy Thanksgiving, man. How you doing? Hey, you know, sports radio can be cool sometimes. <laughs> yeah, you sound, yeah, you sound a little bit nervous. Pucker up that uh, brown starfish and let's get going. Yeah. Yep. Hey, let's get so, uh, let's keep it rolling. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I was sitting up in the three hundred, scraping the uh, top deck, and uh, I'll tell you what happened today. All right. Let's go. We're we're a good squad, all right. So I don't think there's any reason to be uh, upset. You know, I was in there there for a little bit. I was a little bit upset. You know how how uh, everyone's talking, but I'll tell you what, we won two games in five days, bud. I mean, we were piled in snow. No one could leave their house. I feel like you know we got to be excited. You know what I mean, bud? No, yeah, you're right. And dude, it, <laughs> everyone like you just said though, man, everyone had that feeling because that game was a roller coaster. I, like you were not no one was immune to that. There's no way people were sitting through that game going, never a doubt. Cause they did end up losing the lead for a bit. So but they got it back. And again, this team, man, that was that was a game. We'll call it that. I, I think because the Bills know that the holidays can be stressful they just wanted to make sure we stayed on pace for that, actually. That's all that was, right? They just wanted to make sure that we have our holiday stress. All right. So, 
We'll kick it back to the locker room. And we're going to hear from Dawson Knox. It's brought to you by Buffalo Laborers Local 210. Um, thankfully, there were a couple there at the end of the game. But um, I love to be able to directly contribute to the offense as much as I can. Um, but this game was a little more pass protection, a little more um, run game stuff. So, um, again, a win's a win. I'm happy 10 or zero targets. How about Josh in the last drive? I know he's your best friend. You know you're not surprised by this, but being able to do that, gut that out, everything happening in the offensive line, and just what can you say about him? Uh, I mean, again, it's almost not even surprising at this point. He's just an absolute dog. He's getting hit left and right. Um, that throw he made down the field to Steph on that last drive was a laser beam. Um, it just shows you how talented he is across the board. I mean, running down the field, you know, not – not wanting to slide, which is one thing we're trying to work on with him, getting him to go down on his own. But um, that's just his competitive nature. He's never going to quit. He's never going to give up. Um, and we're going to win a lot of game with uh, a lot of games with that guy as our quarterback. He's been, he's been going through it the last month or, or so. Is there any point because of that mentality you talk about, just him being a dog, where you guys kind of like lose any hope in it or confidence in him, or is it always just? That's always sitting there, ready to come It's on. always in there. Our confidence has never wavered a single bit. Um, even with the little injury he was dealing with, he was in the training room 24-7. Um, we know he's going to get the job done, whether he's banged up from head to toe or 100% healthy. So we got more than enough confidence in him, and it's never going to waver. What are you going to do tonight when you get back? Eat a lot of turkey. <laughs> You know, some uh, blue lights might be on the menu. Uh, we got a victory Friday coming up. So um, enjoy some time with the teammates, eat a lot of food, sit on the couch, watch some football. Thanks. That's Dawson Knox. We'll be back with more of the Overtime Show. On the other side, you're listening to WGR. I am the quarterback. How'd Josh Allen do today? Welcome to the Overtime Show. Derek Kramer here with you. I am the quarterback. It's brought to you by Great Lakes Building Systems. We keep an eye on your business so you don't have to. Great Lakes Building Systems, our business is protecting your business. Josh Allen, It was he had a rough patch in this game, but overall solid. 24 of 42 for 253 yards passing today. Two touchdowns. He did have an interception on a batted pass in the red zone. And he also led the way in rushing. 10 carries, 78 yards, and a score as well. So a, a typical Josh Allen-style day where he was able to help out and do what needed to be done to win it for the Bills as they take a 28-25 to win over the Detroit Lions. Derek Kramer, TJ Luckman, we're hanging out with you for a little bit more on this Thanksgiving. Thanks for spending your time with us. Um, whether it's to escape the maddening arguments of a family uh get together or it's just you're chilling out after a pleasant day with your family get together uh it doesn't matter we appreciate you uh listening with us that's uh it's always one of the biggest things always going to be happy and appreciate uh anyone that takes their time to hang out with us on the overtime show hey by the way monday on wgr is a Buffalo Bills football Monday presented by Northwest Bank for what's next. Get started at Northwest.com. Howard and Jeremy break the game down in the morning. Then it's the Extra Point Show with Sal Capaccio. From 10 to noon, One Bills Live follows it up with Chris Brown and Steve Tasker at noon. Then it's Chopin Bulldog at 3 o'clock. Former Bills center Eric Wood drops by at 4. It's Buffalo Bills football Monday all day, Monday on the home of the Bills. WGR Sports Radio 550. 
All right. So, I think I'm going to have my chaos moment here, TJ. But before I do that, we'll take a couple of callers. We got Brian. Brian, you're on the Overtime Show. Welcome. (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving. Hey, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, Did the double Detroit. I wanted to thank uh, Detroit. It was a good... Pleasurable experience both times, man. Could get in and out of there. It was a good game both times. Uh, points for the game. I mean, I'm happy that uh, Tredavious White and Elam are getting close to being back to full reps. I mean, I think Jackson and Benford have done what they can. Appreciate them, but uh, they were getting torched all over the field today. Uh, I think second point was, man, we don't get much over the middle of the field offensively. A lot of stuff to the edges. You know, I don't know if it's just we have a small kind of receiver group outside of Gabe, and there's just not a lot going to the middle right now. And I think the last point was just got to give it to Josh. I mean, it was ugly at points in the game, but in the fourth quarter he was absolutely methodical on that touchdown drive, uh, very patient. And then that that last one was an absolute cannon. It was coming right towards me. That last uh, throw was just a laser beam. Um, and so, got to give it to Josh. He, he he mounted up when he had to have it. Brian, appreciate it. Thank you very much. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Um, yeah, no, that is that's called you paid that quarterback a big contract kind of throw. That's what that is. Not only is that expected from him, the greatness, the rising up in those occasions, but that's also the what separates Josh Allen from the rest of the quarterback class, like. That's what puts him in a different tier than everybody else, along with Patrick Mahomes or along with an arm talent like Justin Herbert. That's that's the kind of throw you make, and that's the kind of throw that gets you that contract. Like Him being able to do that relatively routinely is how that happens. Um, as for stuff over the middle, yeah, it's looking like a bit of an issue, and almost a bit of a question mark as to what is going on there when it comes to design. Is Allen getting through all the progressions properly? Um, It's becoming a bit of a mystifying issue because of the fact that Allen has shown to be one of the more premier intermediate passers in this game, as well as having the cannon for those deep shots. Allen is one of the better intermediate passers too. Like that's something that he is. That's what he's about. So, I do think that there is an interesting little uh, issue going on there. And good to know, though, that you had a couple of great experiences in Detroit. Anyone at that game, I'm sure you had a, yourself a great time because of the fact that, you know, whether it was planned or last week, definitely not planned, and you managed to make it out there safe and coming back to uh, all of the tundra that was uh, kind of chipped away a little bit, melted up a little bit. So a nice little escape from that as well. So, hey, yeah. Josh Allen making big-time throws because he's that dude. That's what it's supposed to be. And, hey, Bills fans, we got to be happy that you have them because we know what we've dealt with in the past. Mike, welcome to the Overtime Show. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving to you too. I just had one one thing that I saw towards the end of the game. Um, The Lions were driving at the end of the game, and they had an offside penalty. And I believe it was around a 37-second mark, which should have been a 10-second runoff. And I'm screaming at the TV, you know, why aren't you, uh, you know, minus minus that time, you know? And they never did. And I was just wondering if 
I don't think there was a timeout called, but I was wondering if anybody caught that because I did hear the ref say 10-second runoff, but it, I never saw the time actually leave the clock. Mike, I've got your answer for you. It was because the uh, last play had gone out of bounds, actually. So uh, it was there was no runoff because there wouldn't have to have been. The clock had already been stopped. Oh, I got you. All right, yeah. that's cool. All right, man. I just I was just something I saw. I was like, man, I thought I I could have swore I I heard him say it, but I did, I didn't understand why they didn't do it. Yeah, Mike. Well, I, I will say though. Uh, first of all, appreciate the call. Happy Thanksgiving to you and uh, to to you and all yours. Uh, but that kind of gets me on something. Wow, did the Ma- Detroit Lions mangle the clock so bad in this game? The end of the first half, you could have ran it down to the two-minute warning. They could have done it twice. There was a Bills injury that would have actually let the clock keep running. And then they come back after a reviewed play, a tackle that stopped DeAndre Swift short of the yard, uh, short of the end zone marker. And then they still ran a play before the two-minute warning, and it was incomplete. So that actually gave the Bills their two timeouts, a minute 52 to go, and in a three-point game, three points kills you. They screwed that up. And then on the final drive, Dan Campbell did not really have everything going there. I get the deep shot on a third down. But the thing is, is the beauty of where you were on the field and the yards to gain, and you had two timeouts, you had the full compliment to you. You did not need to make that throw. You did not need to make that play call even because that shows me that, okay, you know what, we'll take, a, we'll take an all for nothing, but if we don't land it, uh, we're happy with kicking the field goal. No, make them sweat it out. Make sure there's no opportunity for a counter strike because Buffalo had all three timeouts. And got, yeah. they needed one. I got, I got to say, I think um, that missed extra point by Tyler Bass, I think that did the Bills a lot of favors. That saved them. More than you would think because, right, if they're if Detroit, this is making up a scenario, obviously. The defense has shown up in situations where they've needed them to show up. See Minnesota. Right. But... I mean, in that situation, if you have a four- or a five-point lead, if you go for two there, they're going for a touchdown. Having three there allows them to—it's a its a mentality thing, so it's like it's not really provable or anything, but it's just like there's definitely parsh- that thing in the back of their mind saying, we don't have to get a touchdown here. Right. There was this safe option, and the thing is is that there's a— it seems like it's almost of a superstition of sorts, but also I think it's a basic rule. Don't leave it to the kicker um, only until the hand is forced. And you could have forced Buffalo to burn timeouts. You could have forced Buffalo to not have any time on the clock, more importantly. Yep. And they didn't. So it was a little bit of clock mismanagement in two halves that ultimately tell the tale of how this game ends up. So... Is it luck in a sense as a Bills fan? Yes. Do you take it? Absolutely. (laughs) 803-0551, 888-552-550 in order to get in here as we'll go live to the locker room and we'll hear from uh, Isaiah McKenzie. He had a pretty solid game here today. Led the team in 96 receiving yards on six catches and an early touchdown. Uh, It's brought to you by Buffalo Laborers Local 210. Isaiah McKenzie. Tyler misses the PAT, makes the game winner. I mean, this was a litany of guys who struggled, and then when you needed it, y'all made plays. Uh, we go through that in practice. You know, we, we practice that stuff, you know, situations, every situation for two minutes. 
four minute, you know, backed up, every situation possible we practice it. And when moments like that happen, you know, you just got to step up and say, hey, you know, I'm the, I'm the, I want to be that guy to help the team win. So And everybody got to do their 11 so we can win that game. And, you know, that's what happened today. Can you describe the touchdown, the first one to open the game for you? Um, we knew they were going a lot of man-to-man -man coverage, and I uh, had a guy over me, so we, we knew it was kind of man-to-man. -man, and they were doubling digs on third down, so it was up to me and Gabe to get open because we knew uh, digs wasn't, you know, digs was getting double teamed. So I just had to release and sprint to the other side of the field and get open. How much did you guys have to fight in this game after all you went through the last week and a half? Guys were getting hurt in this game. I mean, it seemed like this took every ounce to, to finish it off for you. We got to fight every game, and this is, you know, this is just another game we had to fight in. It was a close game. It was a good team, and we knew they were going to fight hard all week, you know, and we just had to come up with our A game, and it wasn't our A game, but we came. We... That's it. He got cut that, off there. Yeah, that was it. So He got pulled away. He got pulled away, but he did pull away with a touchdown in this game uh, to help the Bills to a 28-25 to win. That's Isaiah McKenzie. On the other side, we got more overtime show for you. 28-25 Bills over the Lions as they get going on the AFC East next week. I'm going to clown on the Patriots next segment. Derek Kramer, TJ Luckman, this is the overtime show. Game day on the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. All right, here we go, here we go. We gotta have a drive. 23 left, 23 left. Where? One, two, three. This is the Buffalo Bills Overtime Show. Here's Derek Kramer. What's up? We're gonna do this again. Welcome to the Overtime Show. Derek Kramer, TJ Luckman hanging out with you. Uh, thank you for hanging out with us. Happy Thanksgiving. As the Bills win their third Thanksgiving game in a row, they're a powerhouse. Do not make us do this again. 28-25 to the, over the Detroit Lions to improve to 8-3 on the season. Welcome to the Overtime Show on WGR. <sighs> TJ, I'm kind of getting sick of this. <laughs> this Thanksgiving thing. I'm, uh, You know what? You've played in every time slot. I think we're good for a little bit. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I woke up this morning thinking like, man... The first year, I was so excited they were playing on Thanksgiving. I was like, man, this is cool. I don't remember them ever doing this. Now, for the third time in four years, can I just eat dinner on a Thursday? Right? <laughs> it's on a Thursday. It's not even on Thanksgiving. It's just on a Thursday. Can I just eat dinner on a Thursday? <laughs> come on. <laughs> Go yeah. Bills, but come on. <laughs> Go Bills, but at the same time, I don't want to keep working on a Thursday for these games. <laughs> Anyway, back 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 to anyway, the Bills back Patriots to the Bills. on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we'll stop complaining about no, our, I, our roles here. I, I know, but at the same time, like it's it's a like you know what? I think Bills fans will say that after this game in particular, I think we want a little bit more calm uh, on our on our Thanksgiving days uh, coming up Just in the let years. Me, let me eat my damn turkey. Let in me peace. have my gluttony in peace, okay? I don't need to I don't need to calm myself down with the turkey anymore, please. I just want to eat it normally and go into a food coma. I have to eat enough to energize myself right now, but not enough to be able to go to sleep. Well, right, yeah. <laughs> it's we, the you, biggest crime. The trip to, the tryptophan doesn't even doesn't even help. Like you're you're so energized, like your 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 next point is like going back to normal. So the sleep is 
if anything, it helps the tryptophan, the, the sleep effect, the food coma effect, if you will. Yes. But also, I like that. Yeah, like... I don't like stressing. I don't like... St- <laughs> <laughs> I don't like stress and food at the same time. It doesn't work. No, it typically doesn't. Like, I... It, and like I was saying to Bill Fickner earlier, like, it's... It's about like I had to eat and I calmed down a little bit, but I didn't eat too much where I'm just like, no, I don't want to do anything anymore. I had to make sure I didn't hit that point. So it was a it's a teetering line that we have to learn. And well, at least three out of the four years, we've gotten good practice at it. So I've learned now what the proper amount is so that I don't go into a food coma. Hats off. Honestly, hats off to everyone (laughs) in Detroit and and, uh, Dallas for doing this every single year. Gross. Like that would that would stink. That would stink. My nightmare scenario is that the the country has enjoyed playing the the, uh, the Bills playing on Thanksgiving so much that the Bills will end up taking that final Thanksgiving spot spot permanently. I don't want to put the idea in anybody's head, but it's out there now. You put it out there, and now that means it's the thing I I fear the most, though. That means now, if it happens. It's I'm, my fault. I I'm get it. I'm kicking your butt. That's fine. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying that's just a real nasty feeling I've I've had about the situation. <laughs> I Before I get mad at TJ, I'm going to turn to Joe here and uh and take the call here. Joe, welcome to the Overtime Show. Happy Thanksgiving. Hey, happy Thanksgiving, brother. And by the way, we're in Detroit. I can't even find a hot turkey sandwich. So oh. Leave it there. But I do want to say one thing. I don't know throughout all these weeks how Ken Dorsey gets off the hook. I mean, the dude runs empty set and shotgun all the time. And today we finally had two two back sets, what, twice? I'm sorry. but I, And another thing I don't like seeing is Allen. I know he's a stud, but he's on the bench by himself. Can his quarterback coach come up and talk to him? I mean, he just seems dejected, and I don't know. I just think Dorsey's getting off the hook way too much and still searching for my hot turkey sandwich, brother. Joe, uh, good luck with that. I I hope you the best in getting your hot turkey sandwich. At minimum, hopefully you get to come back to the area and enjoy one one day later. Uh, That is obviously my hope for you there. As for Dorsey, I I entered – Today, like at halftime, thinking I'm gonna bitch about the OC again, and I was gonna say I don't think Dorsey's getting off the hook at all. I've, I've, that's all I've heard about since the uh, bye week. Yeah, and I, I think that it, like there's a lot of criticism going to him right now. It's just that outside of some maddening play calls and play designs, they did improve in some areas today. There is one thing that happened in the third quarter that made me want to rip my hair out, and that was they almost abandoned the run entirely again. And when you're holding a lead, you can't do that. Uh, So I do want that to be better, the execution of uh, giving those calls out there to put the balance out there, make sure of it. And so, yeah, like I'm still irritated at Ken Dorsey, but I'm not calling him Kenneth today. Uh, I'm not that angry at him. I'm not that irritated at him because there was improvement in the red zone. There was some improvement overall. And yes, playing the league's worst defense might have something to do with it. But here's a great test for you next week. It's the Patriots. They have a solid defense, but they have a patsy of an offense. They stink. Matt Patricia is a joke. 
the fact that he's calling plays with Joe Judge, Mr. I'm going to complain that my 5-11 and team didn't make the playoffs because the Eagles are quote-unquote tanking because they put Nate Sudfeld in. You went 5-11. and Shut up. Isn't it great that all of like the Bill Belichick fail sons just always end up back Fucking in New back England? back to daddy? Isn't it so funny? Yes. And, th- and now two of the biggest rejects are calling plays for a Patriots offense that stinks. What's Patricia calling an offense for? What what are they doing in there? What are they doing in New England? I don't know, but the Patriots are just Oh my god, it's hysterical. Like they're averaging no more than like 198 yards per game passing. The team as a total between Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi has 9 touchdowns through the air this season, 10 interceptions. Is that good? No. It's booty cheeks. I think my goal from now on, whenever you host a show, is for you to say booty no, cheeks. No, my goal is to say yeah, booty apparently. cheeks. Apparently. Like, yeah, no, like, the Patriots offense is booty cheek of the year. And I, and it's not even over yet. Because they have split play calling duties between Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. Everyone in training camp is saying it's going terribly. Everyone in preseason sees that it's going terribly. Oh, let's keep it going then. I think that it's just so <laughs> stupendously dumb that the Patriots are still going with this and letting a second-year quarterback who actually looked like the low-ceiling, like low ceiling, high floor guy look like a disaster. Mr. Throw-it-three-times-in-the-crazy-wind uh, will not get my respect, especially when pencil ear is involved. I don't know what... <laughs> Bill Belichick just needs to walk away before it starts looking worse on him. And it's like, oh, the Patriots are 6-4. and four. They're fine, right? No. They got three blocks in the back on a punt return in the worst offensive game we've seen since, like, 1957. I just... <laughs> but, hey, Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, keep going, you guys. Like, just, bravo. Go at it. I love it. You guys are awful. That team is six and four. That team is six and four. And a lot of that has to do with their scoring defense. Mm. They allow less than 17 points per game. Yeah, that's always been the the Bill Belichick calling card. Yes, but now the uh, Josh Allen calling card has been to chokeslam the Patriots defense, no matter how good or bad they were. The last time we saw them, by the way, the Bills, as you had expertly put it, TJ, took all the points that they wanted. Yeah, that's that's what I said that day. That was right? the thing you said. Yeah. I rem- I will never forget that. They took every point they wanted. Every point that was available to them. Not available to them, that they wanted. Okay. Because they kneeled down on the final drive. Oh, yeah, yeah. They took everything they wanted. Even in the last one, they're just like, ah, we'll let Mitchie Biscuits kneel it down. He'll get a starting gig somewhere. And uh, <laughs> I think that game is like responsible for how we think of the Bills moving forward. That and the Chiefs game, and just the Bills' offense being able to move at will. And we haven't seen that since week five, week six. I'd say week six. Yeah, right before the bye, they were doing well against Kansas City. It was a bit of a struggle, but like they were still going back and forth with each other. The two teams were in it to win it, and. So yeah. I, I get the frustration watching the Bills. I just, you know, you see injuries. They were playing with uh, half a 
half an offensive line that isn't used to playing the positions they're playing today or isn't a starter. Um, Not to mention you you probably were with without your best offensive lineman. Right. Mitch Morse is the best one on that group. Right. I will say. No disrespect to Doc. And again, when you're missing your best lineman, it think, especially your center, things do tend to not go as great. And now your left tackle. Yes. That's I troubling. Mean, very troubling. I, I think that Questenberry was signed for this reason. He's a swing tackle that if Dawkins has to miss a couple games, he's supposed to be able to hold on to that. I feel better about Questenberry on the left than I do about him on the right for whatever reason. It's hard to adjust that. Uh, yeah. When players do have that capability of being the swing, it's a rare ability. That's how Bobby Hart stayed on a roster until he actually managed to improve when they threw him at guard. So... It, it, again, this is I, – I, I'm back to – even though this wasn't the smoothest of wins, I'm back to arrogant Derek in a sense. I don't respect the Patriots at all. They are a fraudulent 6-4 and four that managed to win games on the backs of Unicorns, Rainbows, and Bailey Zappi. I thought you were just going to finish with Baileys. <laughs> it might have been some Baileys, too. But the other thing is, they, their wins are Pittsburgh. I mean, yeah, we just beat Detroit and Cleveland. Uh, but they lost to the Bears, man. They lost to the Bears. And then they beat the Jets when Zach Wilson decided to play, like, bad then they beat the Colts with Sam Ellinger. And then they beat the Jets when Zach Wilson decided to play worse. Zach Wilson probably had his best game against the Bills. And all that was was they also tried to hide him. But I have no respect for the Patriots run game, uh, the Patriots offense. I have respect for Stevenson, but like that's it. You you if anyone's going to tell me I should be scared of New England, Look, the Jets at least have posed a threat with talented roster players. What in the Patriots offense am I supposed to be dreading? If the Bills are able to focus up on a run game, that takes Ramondre Stevenson out of it. And you have to force Mac Jones to throw the football to Jacoby Myers and Devontae Parker. (laughs) Remember, all Thursday night games are terrible. Just remember that. 8030551888552550 here on the overtime show. Be sure to catch Sal Capaccio as he takes you behind the scenes on Bill's Game Day with Sal's All Access Facebook Live on WGR's Facebook page. It's brought to you by Duncan. America runs on Duncan. And why don't we head back over to the locker room? And uh, why don't we hear quickly from uh, defensive end Shaq Lawson? Shaq Lawson. To something what the fan has said, but that's our leader, man. So we're gonna have his back all the time. Have you heard? Did you talk to him after the game? Nah, I ain't, ain't talked to him. Mm. What was it like having Trey back on the field for the first time? It feel great. I t- it, it feel great. Did you no. expect him just to play the first couple series? And that's it. Is that I don't know. I ain't really know. I don't know. I was joking with him last week. I said, don't come out and put no Ben Simmons on us now. <laughs> I was playing though, but nah, man, it was great to see my dog out there, man. I love to see. 
behind me, and I see two seven, man. It's great, man. It's been a long journey for him. about this team to be down to three defensive ends, a couple offensive linemen to gut that out at the end? I mean, Coach, Coach E believed in us, man. We, he, pre he prepped us all the same. You know, we have uh, Mike Love had to step up for us. He came in and did his job, did his 111. And, and it felt like it wasn't no left off when Vaughn got hurt. You know, we missed a G and AJ. And we, I mean, some guys just was waiting for that moment. Sal, if you're listening to this, I need you to talk to Shaq Lawson every talk single week. Talk to Shaq Lawson every game. That That's great. Like, him alone is worth it to hear from Shaq Lawson, which was brought to you, by the way, by Buffalo Laborers Local 210. I want to hear Shaq's thoughts every single week. Every game. I love this guy's energy. The fact that he's so thrilled to be back here. Like, the guy is a gem. So, yeah, no, I'm with you on that. Sal, talk to Shaq Lawson every week. I, I'll talk to Shaq. Like, that, that, that was great. But... Monday on a WGR, on a WGR, <laughs> Monday on a WGR. It's Bill, it's a Buffalo Bills football Monday presented by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at northwest.com. Howard and Jeremy break the game down in the morning. Then it's the Extra Point Show with Sal Capaccio from 10 to noon, followed by One Bills Live with Chris Brown and Steve Tasker going from noon to 3. Then Shelton Bulldog carry it on through at 3 o'clock. Bills center Eric Wood drops by to talk with the guys at 4 o'clock. Buffalo Bills football Monday, all day Monday on the home of the Bills. WGR Sports Radio 550. More of the Overtime Show coming up next. One thing I can always rely on from TJ is that he's going to hit me with those dope bumps. And here it is again. TJ is our is our music connoisseur of this place, and I love every bit of it. I got you, buddy. He knows the vibes. I got you. Welcome to the Overtime Show. Derek Kramer, TJ Luckman. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody that's been listening, that has called in, everything of the sort. Um, hey, Bills, 28-25 over Detroit to go to 8-3. and three. We'll head over to the phones. We'll get Ryan here on the Overtime Show. Ryan, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you guys. How are you guys doing? Oh, you know, we're uh, we're almost done here. So uh... <laughs> Very good. So I was uh, driving home, and I heard TJ, who is my literal next-door neighbor, so I had to call in. What's up, Ryan? Uh, happy, uh, <laughs> happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. Um, but, you as well, uh, my friend. One... <laughs> yeah. When I say neighbor, I mean, like, I can literally step outside my front door. I can see TJ's from my house. Exactly. <laughs> exactly that. So uh, the thing that struck me, obviously it was an ugly win, and, and good teams have to figure out a way to win ugly, so I'm, I'm fine with that. But the, the clutch plays at the time that need to be played uh, by Allen and Diggs, just finding a way to get it done when it needs to get done, I thought was remarkable. Um, and then I'm sure everyone saw it at the end of the game. <laughs> The hug between those two guys, I feel like everyone could feel that hug of relief and just knowing that they got it done and just putting it on their backs and getting it done. Yes, there are things that we could have done better, but at the end of the day, you need your best players to, to step up when, when it needs to get done, and they did. And I think that's just remarkable, and I, I see that as a good sign. I don't know. What do you guys think? No, Ryan, you're absolutely right, and um, that's what they – like that's how elite players become elite is when they – how often they step into the moment. And that's exactly what happened here. Um, you got a big-time quarterback with a big-time contract who is stepping up into the moment. And you have a big-time receiver who you traded assets to get 
in what has become probably one of the best win-win trade scenarios in league history. And then you also handed him a big contract, too. And you handed him a big contract, and he steps up in the moment. Why? Those guys get paid that because of the fact that they do it and that they are projected to continue to do it. Lo and behold, a moment like this. And it's not the prettiest win. It's not against one of the teams that you would suspect would be a bit of a struggle. But you did it. And it was because of those two guys. In one play, they got themselves into Tyler Bass's field goal range. Just like that, everyone's concerns about, are we about to get overtime in this chaotic mess that now my uncle won't say anything and I, it, it's a great thing, but at the same time, I'm stressed? Yeah! And then all of a sudden, you're off the hook. You're like, okay, cool, I can go home soon. So, yeah, that, that's how it is. Big-time players make those big-time plays. And it is quite refreshing to see such a camaraderie between those two. Especially after last last week on a Sunday, you know, there was the, uh, the shot of Stefan talking to Sean on the sideline after – after kind of a big miss there. Um, so you wondered what was going on there. So it was cool to see them come together at the end of the game. I agree with Ryan here. Um, nice to see them come together. and feels like uh, it, it washed all of the negativity away of what, whatever was going on. Of, of I didn't even just, think anything. Of that, I, I didn't think anything was going on at all. I just, you know, um, because I mean, after Stefan and, and Sean talked, I think that's when Josh started finding him in – Detroit against Cleveland, um, and I don't think it was too much of a problem today, but definitely a release of just like, okay, we're good, we got this, we we got it in the bag. So yeah, and again, like I said, it's it's big time players coming into the big time moments too. Uh, you paid them the big bucks for a reason. Thanks for the call, Ryan, and again, everyone, happy Thanksgiving as we get ourselves rolling on through here. Speaking of Allen, how did he do today? Well, not too bad. I am the quarterback. It's brought to you by Great Lakes Building Systems. We keep an eye on your business so you don't have to. Great Lakes Building Systems, our business, is protecting your business. Allen finished 24-42, 253 yards passing, two touchdowns. He did have an interception, and he did take three sacks. But at the end of it all, still a solid game. He added 78 yards rushing that led the team on 10 carries and a score as well, which that play was Josh Allen peak. Um, he drops the snap and picks it up, makes two players look like suckers. Like, they looked like me if I was out on the football field trying to tackle Josh Allen. They looked bad. And he jukes out two suckers and just literally waltzes into the end zone. <laughs> what is it with Josh Fumbling the ball on a snap and making a big play on Thanksgiving. It's just his thing. It's his thing. It's a thing that he does. He does a lot of things, but that's like one of the things. And uh, yeah, no, that was uh, that was an extremely fun, chaotic play that he just literally coasted into the end zone. And that's where everyone's like, okay, that's funny. It didn't even look like he worried about it. He's like, oh, there's a ball there. All okay, right. I'm in and, the end zone. And he's literally just like, I'm right. just going to like good. high step a little bit into the end zone. Yeah, everything's literally, fine. Literally too hot to trot moment right there. So... Yeah, Allen did pretty well there. All right, we got one more segment? That's correct. One more segment of the Overtime Show. If you need to get in here, 803-0551, 888-552-550. 
We might play something back from the locker room as well. I don't know. Let's see how we're feeling. We got one more segment. Happy Thanksgiving. Bills 28, Lions 25. This is WGR. From the Detroit 3, drops the snap, picks it up, takes a look. He's going to run with it. He is into the end zone. Touchdown, Buffalo. Josh Allen ran it in from three yards out. He dropped the snap, and he ran it in anyway. Touchdown, Bills. They take the lead. Shotgun snap. Wants to throw. Pocket collapsing in the end zone. Spins away. He's dropped. He's dropped in the end zone for the safety. It was Ed Oliver who got him. The Bills get a safety on the play. The snap. Josh wants to throw. Fires left side. Caught. Touchdown. Stephon Diggs. Touchdown, Buffalo. They moved it all the way down the field, and the Bills regain the lead with two minutes, 40 seconds left. There's your three highlights. I forgot they got a safety. <laughs> Most Man. forgettable safety. I mean, I wouldn't say that it's forgettable for the likes of Ed Oliver. It was actually the first Thanksgiving Day safety since 2013. And Dominican Sue. Exactly. There you go. TJ's on it. I read that tweet. He saw that stat. <laughs> he saw the stat. But yeah, no, Ed Oliver with the first safety since 2013 on a Thanksgiving. And is that the second safety the Bills have recorded this year? What was the first one? Butt punt. Oh, that was a safety, wasn't it? Yes, it was. I choose to forget about most of that game. I will never forget butt punt, though. That that stinks. Which Anything is funny involving the butt, you can never forget. Like yes. that's why butt fumble was funny. That's why, that's why butt why, punts funny. That's why butt goal is a thing. That's why butt goal is a thing. You're right. Uh, how could I forget? Of yes, course, I, we'll remember that until the end of time. Yes, like anything with butts is funny uh, when it comes to football. So, yeah. So it, it <laughs> yeah. No, the Bills' defense is uh, chalking up some safeties. This one wasn't quite a butt punt, but you were probably on your butt watching that game, stuffing your face with some Thanksgiving food. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to everybody, as we here at the Bills Radio Network WGR uh, all wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Don't forget Monday on WGR. It's a Buffalo Bills football Monday presented by Northwest Bank for what's next. Get started at Northwest.com. Howard and Jeremy will break the game down in the morning. Then it's the extra point show with Sal Capaccio from 10 to noon, followed by one Bills live with Chris Brown and Steve Tasker at noon. Shopin Bulldog take it from there at three o'clock. Former Bills center Eric Wood joins Mike and Chris at four. Buffalo Bills football Monday all day Monday on the home of the Bills. WGR Sports Radio 550. So... We'll take a call real quick, and then I'm going to tell you the dumbest Thanksgiving schedule ever tweeted. So, with that promise, first we'll kick it to Neil. Neil, welcome to the Overtime Show. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Thanks for taking my call as always. I greatly appreciate it. Thanks for calling. So, while I will not go on a rage-filled rant this week, I, I will go on a bit of an annoyance rant because... There's no reason that we should have had to come back against the Detroit Lions. I give the Lions credit offensively. I mean, they had, they had a pretty good game plan against our defense. Our defense did buck up. But the thing that I can look uh, Yeah, uh, thanks, Neil. Uh, so, yeah, no, look, I'm not going to get too crazy about this team this week. 
Uh, it's not a, uh, it was an ugly win in a sense. And you of course wanted to beat Detroit by a better score margin. The problem is they've all, they've also pushed teams like this all season. They are a scrappy group. They are a team that has been an annoyance in a lot of teams this year. I mean, tell Eagles fans, uh, you shouldn't beat Detroit by more. They survived a game that they won 38 to 35 against them. And tell the NFC West leading Seahawks that they should have beaten the Lions by more. They won 48 to 45. I'm not going to go crazy on this one. Miami escaped with a four point win. Like, this is par for the course facing Detroit this year. It's pretty standard array. I'm not going to be surprised at all about that one. And, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, Detroit's tough. They're, they're a tougher group than their record indicates. And you kind of saw a little bit of why today because of the fact that there were some coaching gaps toward the end of the game. Um, oh, by the way, Minnesota, also a team leading their division, only one by four against Detroit too. So, there's only two teams that really breathed easy against them, and that was New England and uh, and the Dallas Cowboys. So, again, that's just how it goes. The Lions are a tough team. They had some coaching errors, mismanaged the clock a little bit, and like TJ said, that extra point kind of sa- that missed extra point kind of saved the Bills' bacon a little bit. In a three point game, everything matters, and there were two bad coaching decisions by the Lions at the end of the first half and at the end of the second half. And that's where you realize, yeah, Dan Campbell might bite your kneecaps off, but he's not going to use his timeouts properly somehow. So that's how it goes. All right, TJ. I saw this this morning. I I had a laugh with it with uh, with Evan. Okay. And um, this was this was called the only good Thanksgiving schedule by SB Nation. Wake up four forty five a.m. No. Already sounds terrible. If you if you don't have to work, you don't have to be up at four forty five. Five o'clock was Switzerland and Cameroon. Listen, football fans are not watching football. Football fans aren't watching football at five a.m. Let's be real. If the U.S. was playing at five a.m., I would have woken up and done it. Yes, but a, a hardcore not- a hardcore football fan though that's watching Switzerland and Cameroon probably does not care about Bills Lions. Yeah. I, I, and same thing. Most, I can of, that most game. of us, yeah, you can record that game and watch it later. Um, six o'clock nap, seven o'clock nap, eight o'clock Uruguay, South Korea. Uh, nine o'clock nap. <laughs> Ten o'clock eat. Eleven o'clock Portugal, Ghana. Twelve o'clock eat. Twelve thirty Bills, Lions. One o'clock eat. Two o'clock Brazil, Serbia. That game was too much of a chaos to change the channel. 3 o'clock, eat. 4.30, Giants-Cowboys. 5 o'clock, eat. (laughs) Uh, 6 o'clock, Egg Bowl. Which is a college game. Is this this is something somebody's, you know, planning out? (laughs) I guess, because then 7 o'clock, eat. So we're at eat. This is... We're at the... uh, This is something. We're at the third last eat. Uh, according to the schedule, then 8.20, Patriots-Vikings, 9 o'clock, eat, 10 o'clock, eat, and then uh, 11 o'clock, bed. 
uh, I'm sorry, but if you've eaten that many times, you're not making it to 11 o'clock. You're not making it to Patriots Vikings. I'm not going to make it to Patriots Vikings. I'm going home and I'm going to bed. I'm skipping. Uh, not even make it home. <laughs> don't say that. Uh, I'm not getting. To I mean, not- you'll stay where you are. You're not going to. Come on. Yeah, but like, <laughs> I'm not getting to nine o'clock and ten o'clock eat. That's not happening. I'm going to bed. It's like we're done here at that point. So, um, yeah, that's how it goes. All right, why don't we go to the locker room and why don't we hear from Josh Allen? Because. That's always good to do. Because he's that dude. He's that dude. We'll go to the locker room. We'll hear from Josh Allen. It's brought to you by Buffalo Laborers Local 210. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. Welcome back. Thank you. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of brought back memories for you guys in a bad way, but in a good way, the KC game, right? I mean, no game is over. Yeah. And you did exactly the same what they had done to you in January. Yeah. Um, we gave, our, we gave ourselves a chance at the end there. Um, you know, second half didn't play great football. I, I wouldn't say we played great football. But we found a way. Guys were resilient. Uh, the ups and downs of an NFL game, that's a, that's a good team playing very well and playing good football right now. They're coached extremely well. Um, so credit to them for having such a good game plan. Um, but, again, guys just continuing to grind, guys going down, stepping up, just finding a way. Uh, proud of our guys for doing that. Um, you know, we got a, another short week. Next week, playing on Thursday. Obviously, we got a week to, to prepare, but... Um, we got to be ready for that one too. That's in division. Uh, we know what that means, and uh, we got to be ready for it. Josh, you started that last drive along with the step. What did you see there with the coverage that led you there? Yeah, it played like a, uh, they were playing a little two-man concept, and um, actually, me and Doris kind of talked about that a few days ago. Um, you know, we saw the same look in, in a previous game, and just said, "Hey, let's let's put this play in just just in case we might need it." We called it, and Steph ran a heck of a route, and uh, just gave him a chance. He made a heck of a play, um, and then obviously. T. Bass being able to you know have a short memory after that PAT and kick the game-winning field goal—that's that's dude's tough as nails, right? That's tough to do for an NFL kicker. You know, you just missed one. You're stepping up to the plate to win a game, uh, and he delivered for us. Gosh, I know the guys on the other side get paid too. Execution through the first three and a half quarters a little spotty. What happened on the last two drives that kind of kicked you guys into gear? Because that was a long, sustained drive. The second to last one. Yeah, just just trusting what we're seeing. Uh, Doris was trusting our guys. Um, you know, it was a lot of a lot of stuff, and we're just gonna keep feeding him there. Um, you know, he was in a, he's in a groove there, and guys are blocking well. Um, you know, again, just found a way to, to drive down the field and end in the end zone. And um, you know, sometimes uh, sometimes those games happen. Man, it, it's tough to win this league, and I'm just proud of our guys for battling through it. Do you reflect on playing here twice in five days, and did it kind of feel like home, same locker room <laughs> and familiar field? Yeah, it was very very deja vuish. Um, you know, even. Even throughout the game, just kind of the flow of the game, how it felt, uh, very similar to, to last week. Um, but again, I'm I'm just proud of our guys. Uh, we'll watch this one tomorrow, um, turn our page, and, and look forward to you know in division rival and uh, try to put our best foot forward for that one. So it seemed like last year, y'all guys kind of figured out that cover two shell. Why is it so difficult going into this year when you see it? Um, I mean, again, it's just me seeing it, trusting what I'm seeing, uh, getting it to the right guy. It's execution stuff. So we'll take a look at it, um, and that's uh. That's all there is to it, really. Everything. Uh, it looked like your knee may, might have taken a shot there toward the end or whatever. You come out of this thing clean. Yeah, yeah. I just kind of landed on my my glute there. Um, just kind of knocked the wind out of me a little bit, so I'm I'm good. 
It's football. Josh, what was the mood on the sideline? 23 seconds left. They tie the game. You see, okay, there's some time left. Like, what are the conversations? What do you feel at that point? Yeah, no panic. Um, understand that we we, get, we have a chance. We had all three timeouts. We had 23 seconds left. Um, is that what we had, 23? 23 seconds left. Um, you know, we, we, we trust the guys that we put on the field. You know, we work extremely hard at what we do. You know, I really appreciate McDermott and Doris for giving us the opportunity to, to, to go dip our toe there. Um, some guys may have taken a knee there, uh, but we were going to be aggressive, and again, it, it, it paid off. So I appreciate, uh, you know, our staff for letting us do that. The three timeouts give you at least the option to run when you saw a lane. I mean, you had three timeouts with the 23 seconds. Yeah, again, that's, you know, that's a sign of a good team when you're able to uh, save your timeouts because they're going to, you know, come in handy there at the end um, when you need them. So allowed us to, to get another first down there and just kind of put it uh, where we wanted wanted it for for T Bass. And again, he uh, I, I don't think you guys understand how big that is for for a guy to do that in this league for for him just to feel a roller coaster of emotions to go step up and uh, bow up for our team and uh, nail it. Hey Josh, this is why all counts as one. They all count as one. But all the stuff that was going on with you lose some key players, Dion and Bon, obviously, a lot of things weren't going well today. And you, Allow him to tie it. Does this win feel a little bit, a little bit like you climbed a bigger mountain than normal today to get this one? Um, I mean, you're gonna hate the answer. They're all the, they're all the same. They all count. You know, we're eight and three. Um, you know, we feel like we we still got our best ball in front of us. Um, but right now, we got to get our guys healthy, get our guys back, um, and be ready for you know a tough battle next Thursday. Josh, throughout the broadcast, Tony Romo was saying that you're playing hurt. Not that he thinks you're playing hurt. He's emphasizing it as though he's saying it is fact. And I know that these guys learned some things in the production meetings. How would you assess how healthy you are in terms of going out there and, and playing to the point that the guy throughout the broadcast wants to talk about already? We're 8-3. We're that's, that's it. I'm out there. Um, if anybody's playing injury-free in this league, they're probably lying to you. Um, everybody's battling injuries, battling bumps and bruises. Um, you know, if I'm going to be the guy that I think I am, and I say I am, and my teammates think I am, I got to go be that guy. So um, that's that's all there is to it. Josh, um, teams make it so difficult every week to you know for your go-to guy, Stephon Diggs. How 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 easy was it for you to connect on your go-to guy on that 37-yard pass to go ahead and get that game on the field? And it's a guy that does everything the right way. Um, he practices extremely hard. We've got such a good relationship. Um, you know, we talk constantly. The communication that we have is nonstop. So again, it's it's very easy to trust somebody like that. And uh, yeah, he's Stefan Diggs for a reason. You know, and uh, glad he's on our team. Go Bills! Yeah, no, that's all right. Hey guys, Hey, you know, it's not a Josh Allen press conference without a Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills. So, all right, it's been a long day, and I think. Because I am, uh, we'll call it a crap poster on the air. <laughs> uh, we're going to end this on a wholly chaotic note because that's just what I do. Yes. <laughs> Fire in the flame, baby. For everybody that was here today, from Evan McDermott in the morning to Nate and Joe Taking you through countdown to kickoff. Zach Jones producing throughout. John Murphy, Eric Wood, Sal Capaccio on the call today. My boy TJ Luckman. I'm like... <laughs> this is amazing. 
I'm Derek Kramer. Thank you. This Everybody. is a game that exists? Oh my god, it's amazing. It's the best $14 I've ever spent. Do you spend money on this? Oh, yes, I did. Because <laughs> even when you do good, it sounds bad. This is so... TJ has learned trombone champ, and I love it. I, uh, like, saw the video of the tweet the one day, <laughs> but I, I don't know if I was prepared for this. <laughs> so, for everybody that you've listened to today on your Thanksgiving Day, I was here to start it. I'm here to end it. So, thank you to everybody. And, hey, shout out to Bill Fickner for calling into the overtime show, too. That was awesome. Thank you to everybody who's called. Thank you to everybody that talked, tweeted, texted everything today. Happy Thanksgiving. We're an award-winning radio station. I'm just saying. Have a good night, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.